0: That if something inappropriate happens, or when something when inappropriate,
1: nothing appro- inappropriate happens. <laughs> ever happens to us ever. All right, uh, hey everybody, this is um, this is the podcast. This is uh, I think we're calling it Potty Break, right? It's sure. me, it's Tim Hawkins, and uh, with Caleb. Should I use your last name, or should you just be known as Caleb? Do you want it to be? Mm. What do you think? I seriously, I want I want to know. I think then uh, people say, what's Caleb's last name?
0: Just can call him say Captain that? Caleb That just sounds like a good radio Captain podcast Caleb.
1: I call him K.K. Khalib. Um, As <laughs> many names uh, Skeeter, he goes by Skeeter And Bob Smiley gave me that name Skeeter and, uh, yeah. So we have with Caleb and Ken Kington Special guest on our first podcast uh, We're all set to go um, Just to give you it. You can hear a rumble in the background That's We're on the back of my bus My tour bus in Kentucky oh. somewhere and, uh, in the back lounge area, this is where, um, uh, I come back to collect my thoughts or just get away from everybody else on the front of the bus. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, we're, we have, Ken just asked me what our format was and I told him that the format is us sitting on a couch, uh, just talking about stuff,
2: um, I got our interface and all of our materials just stacked up here on our desk in our back lounge, propped up by a box.
1: Mm-hmm. So very professional setup. Yeah. So I mean, it's just uh, this is uh, I'm I kind of c- look at this this whole like right now and these first few podcasts is just like kind of the first Seinfeld ep- episodes. Remember okay. the first Seinfeld, like the the uh, uh, totally remember. what do they call that the the first one they do pilot the pilot. And it's just, it's real blank. There's nothing on the walls. Um, the cinematography's weird and dumb. So that's what this is. This is like the first.
0: We can do that.
1: We can do it. We, <laughs> we can, can do, do it, it well. <laughs> we it's, do like, um, it's like, it's like Caleb, when you're, it's like when you're writing a song and then you perform this song for a while, then you go back and listen to the first time, the raw oh, recordings yeah? of it. And you're like,
2: oh, this is totally different. Or you know. have you ever heard a board recording of you doing music? A what? Like a board recording, if you do a live show and they just send you a recording of the mix from the board, yes, so it's unmixed and it's dry and awful and it makes you want to quit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. what this is. This
1: is the show that's going to make us want to quit. <laughs> this is the dry board <laughs> recording this <is> the show
0: <laughs> <laughs> that when Kim we looked back on headset and, and walked off the bus, he already <laughs> <right. to quit. laughs>
1: If ever I want to quit, I'm going to listen to this show and quit. If ever I'm standing on you know a bridge somewhere. That's and our motto, the don't show that play makes you the, want to quit. Don't play this show for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I will jump. That's what, it, that's what it is. But, no, it's great. It's, 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 it's a, actually apropos having Ken Kington on the show. Ken is from uh, the Atlanta, Georgia area. Is that fair to say? Yeah,
0: North. Now, is that Atlanta. where you grew up? Pretty much. I was uh, three when my, moved, my parents moved from Montana. So both my parents are from Montana. Isn't that crazy?
1: (sighs) Did you guys? Did I bring cattle with you? Was it like?
0: (laughs) I think the population of the state decreased by twenty percent when they left. Yeah, that's that's pretty much Montana. But
1: Montana to Atlanta. Yeah, my dad was in uh,
0: the Air Force, processed out, and then we moved to Atlanta. Been there, gosh, since I was four.
1: Right. Yeah. And see, Ken, I'm going to tell everybody how we met. Now I think we met through the email, didn't we? The famous email.
0: there was an email, and then you came to uh, one of the comedy theater shows in Houston. It was the first time I yeah. ever saw you. Ken it.
1: sent out an email. There's a bunch of us Christian comics out there, and uh, he sent out an email that says, hey, do you want to take your comedy career to a higher level? <laughs> I was like, who's this goof? No, but I was like, I do, Ken. I do want to take my comedy to a higher level. And I, you sent out to several, and I think I might have been the only one to return to uh, respond. respond to the email, and said yes, I do want to go to the next level, and um, and uh, what what next? Yeah, I came to the show. You had a show in yeah,
0: we, me ultimate and, comedy uh, show. Mike Williams and Paul Aldrich Paul were doing Aldrich, a show in right. Houston. Yep, and you and Todd had talked to each other and said, hey, do we want to go to this? And we ended up having dinner and. Yeah, I said, uh, cause I just started doing the multi-comedian show type thing mm-hmm. and I didn't know who else was out there. Yeah. So I just well, kind of Well, this is kind of first there.
1: two, cause I was still, you know, even in Christian comedy at that time was, uh, I don't know if it was rare. underground, but it was yeah. just rare and hard to get. So anytime I saw somebody doing it, like, you know, you had the old Mike Warnke tapes and Mark Lowry and things like that. And yeah. even Ken Davis started to, to watch some of his stuff, but, um, your events were kind of really mind blowing that, that,
0: that, people many, people, that many people
1: were coming. I'm like, this guy, see, Ken is one of those guys there there's with, with comedians, you have your artist comedians, your business comedians, and your ministry comedians. Mm,
0: and and, and
1: like, you were all three. It's wow. like, you were all three of those. And like, that's kind of the, that's like the triple crown winner. Wow. Yeah. That's,
0: that's special. But You're, yeah, it was. And, and I remember that show because we were going to try to record it, and uh, the project was called I'm Confused, and uh, Mike and Paul are on there, but at the very first voice you hear is Tim Hawkins going, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, welcome Ken Kington. No. So if
1: you still have a VHS recorder, <laughs> if you still have a VHS, uh, get I'm Confused, and on the beginning it'll say me introducing, you won't see my face or anything, but he, he was gracious enough to let me uh, – just, just go out, and I didn't do really any time, any jokes. You really I, I did like, You're just introduced. All right, give me a, give me a laugh from one to ten. Give me a two, everybody. <laughs> give me a five. Okay, give me a ten. And then, and that was. Uh, that we was started. It. Started the show.
0: But the cool part to me was at dinner afterwards, um, talking to you and Todd. I, I basically said, "Hey, here's here's a couple pieces you need to do. This is pre YouTube, pre." It really was VHS cassettes. And I said, mm-hmm. dude, people want to see you. They don't want to hear that Pastor Fred thinks you're funny or anything. they got to see you. Yeah. And I said, I don't care if it's a camera in the back of a youth room. Get yeah. something on video. And within two months, you'd sent me this. I, I just had this picture of this two-gallon-size camera on somebody's shoulder in the back. Mm-hmm. And the sound was yeah. totally sketchy. and." hmm and do, I, I literally looked, I don't even know if you remember or not, but you did a bit about a car you had in Texas Yeah. that the windshield, windshield wipers, wipers didn't broken. turn off.
1: Yeah. It was and, a Maverick, yeah. Oh, you, you and, it was, that and it was Yeah, it was uh, where the windshield wipers wouldn't turn off, like a two-week period. They didn't turn off when I was driving. Even when the car was off, I think they were still going. And the one didn't, we couldn't afford wiper blades, so one of them didn't have a wiper blade. So it hooks down. So really, it's just kind of etching etching an arc into my windshield <laughs> and uh yeah i'm like, we're in texas so there's like 90 days with no no no, no cloud in the sky
0: and who's the moron with his windshield <laughs> right <laughs> so <laughs> you saw that bit i saw that bit i think you're in front of a youth group somewhere and I, and I and you just put a couple others on it and i literally the word that came to my mind was this guy has it and and it is the only way I can describe it. It's just that ability to command an audience. And I think I, I think I touched base with you. and said, "Dude, this is this is great. Send this to everybody you know that is in ministry or would be a connection." And you did. And then I said, "You get you got to come and open up on a show." And I think you open on two shows before I realized mm-hmm. it, you, you can't open. You've got to close the show. So well, we, we had would, the,
1: I had the guitar. So that's kind of yeah. You know, but it kinda... was
0: just so strong. Um, I think one of the first shows you and Bob Smiley and I did, and I do that middle set where I do a little bit of sharing, and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: Bob was so rapid fire. He would just, I mean, he's like a defibrillator. He just kind of jacks people awake and then, and then you just killed it ending. And then, uh, so that, that went on for a couple of years and mm-hmm. just getting to see you explode, uh, on stage. But what? When did the when did the YouTube thing happen? Because you just man, you caught the first of that wave and it what was a was, tsunami.
1: That was early two thousands. Like two thousand. Well, I went full time in two thousand two and then it wasn't too long after that where <clears throat> you know of course you don't know what youtube is you don't know the power of the internet you have no idea i yeah. mean we were getting advice from well known people telling us you can't make money on the internet and all this stuff we just and that, that you can't really fault them for that cuz you just don't you didn't, know, nobody what it, had you done didn't it. know what it, what it was at the time and the first the first time that i had a video uh go over a million hits was one i didn't even make it was this kid uh who <laughs> took a song of mine off a off a his off a cd it was um kids rock. It was, you know, rock stars singing kids songs. And he did this little, just animated stick just stick figure, figure animation. I remember and that. I haven't gone back and looked, I don't even know if it's still posted, but you know, it got one, 2 million hits, something like that. And I knew, or we knew it just, it, it's, there's something we need to be doing something here. This is ridiculous because you got to realize we're coming we're, we're coming off those days of sending out Hard mailers, right? Where you'd send out these cards to churches, and you know, you get a list of, you know, you would pay to get these lists of churches. Remember that? Yeah. And you'd send out to 2,000, and you didn't know who we would go to. It, it, you didn't know what kind of church it was. You just threw it out there, and hopefully a percentage of those people would would respond and <laughs> for some reason. I mean, that wasn't even really, sometimes we wouldn't even seem to video. So right. you're just getting a card, hey, I'm funny. And, <laughs> Um, but that's – it just – it It was a light year change from that until YouTube where you could go click in watch somebody. Watch it now. Go watch – look at my clip. It costs no money for you. You didn't have to pay anything for shipping or for mailing anything.
0: Well, I told then, people that when that really hit, you went from about a two- to three-week process of mm-hmm. somebody calling, sending the stuff to get it. And the decision process went from about two- to three weeks to literally yeah. two- to three minutes. Yes, and people had already seen you, they already wanted you, they already got there. But yeah. the, the one I, I really will never forget, you, you guys did Cletus Take the Reel, which was hysterical. Mm-hmm. And it was every country song spoofed into one video, which is hilarious. Yeah. But the one, you had sent me the uh, Chick-fil-A song, and I think you, had, you hadn't even sent it out yet. And uh, there were like four views and I remember mm-hmm. I remember calling you going, This is gonna explode <laughs> and you said, No, it's just a funny song I thought of and I'm like, You don't understand. Yeah. Chick-fil-a is And you're from a, Atlanta, so you know
1: that's where Chick fil oh, so A started. It is
0: subculture mm-hmm. almost if if there was anything other than Jesus it would be a cult. It's just yeah. I said, This is gonna explode. You take the
1: Jesus out of Chick fil A. It's it's a cult. It's it's yeah, it's Waco. It's um it's Branch Davidian.
0: It's But there's so so many great folks and I just knew yeah. it, just within their culture it was going to explode. And I said, "Dude, yeah. you're going to be at their uh seminar next year." And you're like, "No, I'm not." And then I mean within months you were doing something with them and then they did the seminar That's and, uh,
1: and yeah, that's the thing that the subculture is what I tell people when they ask, mm-hmm. you know, at least my experience with you know, YouTube success or whatever. It's subculture. It's you got the people who love Chick-fil-A, you know, anybody who loves Chick-fil-A. That's what I was going to say. That's when I, the first time I realized about the subcultures was we did the homeschool family video and we didn't even send, put it on YouTube at all. We just sent it to a couple of friends. And then like the next day there to, um, my brother said, you need to Google homeschool family." homeschool family video. And it just page after page after page on Google, just, you know, thousands of, of, it just went viral. Went That's viral. Yeah. Totally viral.
0: And, so where is that viral button? I know a lot of people want to yeah. push that button.
1: <laughs> well, that's that what I'm saying. It's like, if you can somehow, and I don't know, I mean, I just wrote to on my Chick-fil-A cause it was about it was about everybody has been there. If you love Chick Fil A, you're driving to Chick Fil A. You're hungry. You're but you forget it's Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and you drive and just that. Seriously, it's just that Gosh, meltdown yeah. you have in your head. And so I said, well, I you know I wrote a song about it, and that's in you know the the, the punchline of the joke or the song, and um, and that's you know people relate to that. It's it goes from a it goes from a video from you know this is a fun video too. No, dude, you got to watch this video because I like Chick Fil A too. Yeah, and you know that's Jeff Foxworthy's model. I mean, he was a blue collar comic, and people are like, "That's me. I'm a redneck. Yes, this is me, and that's this is my guy. Mm-hmm. This is our guy." And that, to, to be honest, that was something I was kind of nervous about. I didn't want to be the Chick Fil A guy, like maybe uh, okay. like, oh, he does the Chick Fil A song, but I didn't want to be, you know. Once we talk about like even doing commercials or for anybody, you don't want to be.
0: I Stereotypes.
1: I mean, yeah. If they give me Type the millions test. of dollars, yeah, I'm going to do that. Do you still feel <laughs> that way? Um, like you don't want to be a guy like the Chick-fil-A guy or like a homeschool guy or whatever. Uh, Right. I think if somebody says, if somebody, you know, like it's almost being called a Christian comedian, people ask me about that. I really don't care. I really don't. So, I mean, if it's something that I would want to do, it's like, this is something I really want to do. It's funny. It's good quality stuff. Yeah. I'd be the Chick-fil-A guy or the homeschool guy. Absolutely. If it was something that was fun and it was lined up with what, yeah. But, I mean, but if that's what you're would, going for, I think you're going to get hurt. I think it's going to bite you in the back.
0: Yeah, because, it, it, I mean, I, it shows today. You just go, hey, any, any homeschoolers? And there's always a big roar. Yeah. But there's so much more. I mean, within mm-hmm. 10 minutes, they're like, okay, if they came for that, they instantly see Tim is is just, you, you can't put him in a box. Yeah. You're, you're just unboxable.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm like a Kraken. I'm like <laughs> the beast in the ocean that you
0: can't contain.
1: You can't. You can't. And I'll wipe out a town. I'll come in and I'll wipe any out any
0: town built on an ocean. You would wipe it out. You weren't homeschooled, <laughs>
2: were you? No, I was not. No. All right. I went to private school, which is like half homeschool. It's like halfway between homeschool and public school.
0: So you are sheltered.
2: And military well, I went to school. Public school as well. So like 33%
0: Okay. I guess. What you like 66? better? Um depends on what
2: part. Uh, actually learning probably private school. I feel like I learned a lot more in mm-hmm. private school. Um, as far as sports go, private school. But, I mean, it all depends on where you go because you have the hoity-toity private schools mm-hmm. that, you know, you spend thirty grand a year to play yeah. baseball there. And then you have – Really tiny private schools where everybody can play. You're playing with Joe Montana's son?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Will Smith's son goes here?
2: I live in St. Louis. We did that (laughs) show actually. a good school. We did that show. Oak Lake or what was it? Uh, Something like that out in California. Yeah. Where. Yeah, like Joe Montana's son. Wayne Gretzky's son went there. Yeah, the church right next to, or the school that was right next to the church we were doing the show at had um, Mm -hmm. a few celebrities' kids going there. Will
1: Smith's kids and was really nice. It's That's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing about homeschooling is um, it's gotten so if you it used to be, you know, 20 years ago, nobody really even knew a homeschool family. But right. now somebody at least if they don't homeschool, they know somebody who homeschools.
0: Absolutely. And so you caught the front of that wave. How do you identify the waves?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I don't. I think it's luck. I mean, you just put out you put out what you think is what you think is funny, and sometimes it just hits because we've done videos and things like that where we, you know, put a lot into it, and they just didn't. You know, they did okay. What's something that you think we put out that hasn't done great, Um, or that you thought would do great and hasn't? um, Well, like the. So it's so different now because it's it's more Facebook like throwing like we did the uh, Santa Claus join the mafia video, you know, and Mm -hmm. we really just put out you look at YouTube and there's maybe 15,000, 20,000 hits, whereas it got like 200,000 on Facebook when we when we blasted on Facebook. So I don't Uh, know. I mean that that I thought it might might do a little better, but Facebook's
2: kind of the new YouTube. Really? Have you noticed that? Yeah, we were. Well, we had a meeting about it. We were talking about where we were going to post that video, Mm -hmm. if we were going to post straight to Facebook or on YouTube, because I guess Facebook is now lowering the quality of videos Ah. if you link them from another site because they're trying to take over the world and they're doing a really good job at it. Um, Mm. And you can, you know, everybody would rather share a video straight from Facebook than go copy a YouTube link. Because it takes three seconds to do that, and nobody mm-hmm. has three seconds anymore.
0: It's
1: that's
2: um, an eternity. So yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, you'll look at a, a Facebook video and it'll have two yeah. million views, but the YouTube will have
1: fifty thousand. Well, think about it. Like on Twitter, if if I'm on Twitter and somebody, if you somebody posts a tweet and it has a link, watch this video. I you probably won't, but if they have the picture, the thumbnail of it. With yeah, the, with the arrow pointing right, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably right. watch it, or that I'll have a better chance. It's just—I see the still shot mm-hmm. of the video, I'll see well, it. So I don't—I mean, that's something you have to think about too. How are—I mean, it's even past YouTube now. It's like how are people processing and 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 consuming video now? I think everything's and visual that lines up with what we're yeah. doing. I that's don't.
2: why that's why Snapchat has gotten so popular because visual is the only option. I mean, you can't just put words like on Twitter and people don't want to take the time to risk mm. waiting, you know, 7 seconds for something to load if they click on a link. They'd mm. rather just be like, "Oh, there's the picture. Now I can move on. Yeah. I can hit retweet and share with my friends." or
1: Yeah. But I think I think the goal for us guys like me and you can is 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 building relationships with uh, with with people who like comedy and who like our style of comedy. You know, somebody who's in it for the long haul. They're not just in it to be entertained for a few few seconds. That it will come to a show, or that will, you know, that will will keep up with your, you know, your Facebook and Twitter posts and all that kind of kind of stuff.
0: So, do you think yours is mostly Twitter or Facebook? Which which one is number one? What well, do you we have more? I
1: think followers on Facebook probably mm-hmm. we than have Twitter likes on Facebook. Probably at least twice as many. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a total. I think it's a total yeah, it's different demographic. It's totally, you know, a lot more. A lot more on Facebook, but it, it but it's different. It's I think they're different ages. There's a different age group in, in Facebook, Twitter now. So,
2: well, liking a page on Facebook doesn't appear to be as much of a commitment as following someone on Twitter, and I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but that's why we have four hundred seventy five thousand likes on Facebook, and I don't know one hundred fifty thousand so, uh, on Twitter.
0: Of that, when you put a video on on Facebook. Do you have to put it out multiple times, or you just put it out one time and
1: just put it out one time? I and think once it
2: yeah. multiplies itself. Oh, you know, okay. People
1: sharing it and it'll
2: gotcha. show up on the, the feed share. multiple times.
0: But that's
1: another thing about the the power we found was uh, that that you, you know we talked about mailing up, doing mailers and not knowing who got hit. Whereas you look at YouTube,
0: you know, who's you there know there.
1: exactly how many times has been watched. And really, when you think about it, when when people watch a clip. You have multiple people watching at the same time, so you actually have actually more than that, probably. That Good that have Good seen point. that have seen it, you know, and you can see where
2: too. When I mean, you can see the demographic, you can see that we got two hundred thousand in Africa. Or-
1: welcome, welcome, welcome! I'm Dak Shepherd. I'm joined by Minister Mouse, Monica Padman. Hi there. We have a really fun show. We want you guys to join. Uh, we talk to celebrities and professors and lawyers and doctors and very smart, interesting people. And we find out how messy their lives have been, how many twists and turns it took to get to where they're at, and a general exploration on the messiness of being a human being. And of course, Monica's, you'll get updates about her building project, love life, (laughs) you name it. So if you want to join us, please follow Armchair Expert to get new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Plus, find your other favorite podcasts free on Spotify. Yeah, Which I'm huge cool. in like India. I was like like number seven in India at one point. In Mumbai, point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. This
0: funny man. He's a funny man. He's okay, a don't on get Mumbai. racist. Back off. Back off. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just do do my material. No, I I don't know why. That's I guess you've got a lot of English speaking.
0: I don't know. That's just great. Maybe they're more into getting their main content not from tv it's weird i've got YouTube. this and i'm on instagram
1: or i'm on instagram and i follow like 18 people and i don't know how it happened but i'm following a japanese girl <laughs> and her name is miyukitsui see that and oh, i don't know wow. how it got on there but she's adorable i mean she's, she i mean she's like she's in a little dance group and she's got a her boyfriend's really cool and she takes picture of her food. Isn't that – she's adorable. I don't know. And, and of course, her – she's. I think she's Japanese or Korean. But, I mean, all of her posts, I, it's all in Korean. And I don't care. It's just like – You haven't unfollowed her. I have You're a connection hooked. with this person, not
2: weird. <laughs> but it's just like – Everybody's going to go look and see who she is now.
0: I, I,
1: That's hysterical. Yeah, her name is Miyu Miyukitsui. Kitsui. <laughs> You know, and Korean
0: uh, <laughs> or Japanese?
1: Yeah, she got a really cool cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the cat's name? <laughs> I don't know. It's
1: and it's just I don't know. That's strange, but that's I have. I feel like a weird connection. I think I think that's what you're going for. You're just looking to connect with people and and uh, well, people feel like they really know you when they follow you on something you know, especially
2: yeah. Snapchat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it though. It's like, you get some weirdos, but you get, you get people that are genuinely protective. Oh yeah. That, and I, and from the beginning, I never, I, I never read YouTube comments, much less got into arguments. Mm-hmm. I wanted to a few times, but there's no, but then people would come to my aid, you know, <laughs> there's oh, like yeah, the cavalry coming over and and just, and just fight for me. And I'm like, well, that's, I think I'll just do it that way.
0: How often do you post new video clips or whatever on YouTube or Facebook?
1: Boy, you know, not too often anymore, but it really, I mean, it's, it's people that come to shows. It's, it's other people that put up. Uh, I okay. mean, I probably 90% of what's on YouTube, maybe more, is uh, people who do it themselves. The minions. Yeah. We the minions used to, at the beginning, the yeah, I don't know if you remember that. I would, I would get, I can remember being like Calvary Church and St. Peter's and seeing somebody with a video whatever. And I, I would tell him to turn it off or I got mad, you know, mad about it. But I turned, I changed my mind real quick
0: on that. Say, hey, hey, film it.
1: <laughs> it's all about the free man. So now, and then we got to the point where the person who introduced us would say, yeah, you can take pictures and video, but you got to promise that you'll post it to Facebook and Twitter or whatever. People were like, yeah. So, I mean, that's how they've gotten to know who, you know,
2: who we are. Well, so and that's what's cool about like a new song. If you do a new song and I see it every night, you'll start yoga pants, and immediately everybody freaks out. And before mm. we ever posted that, that was on YouTube, and people already knew. Wow, mm. this is Tim Hawkins' new song, and I knew about it. I'm a part of the club because I saw it on YouTube because somebody yeah. else posted
1: it, and it wasn't even on a DVD yet. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird with comedy. It's just such a weird. It's not. But I know I do music, but it's just. It, it's just. You you have all these misconceptions about burning material, and if you put it out on, on YouTube, then you can't do it anymore. Because oh, because five thousand people have seen it. Your <laughs> joke about toothpaste. <laughs> no, know.
0: I t- I totally learned that, and I remember you saying something about that at CCA, and people going, "Yeah, I don't want to burn my good material." Well, you got to get the gig before you do the gig. Yeah,
1: trust me, yeah. it's going to be good. No, <laughs> we got to hear something first. So.
0: And, and I mean, you can even go, I mean, how many times have you been here to this arena? This is your fourth time. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet if you said, how many of you have been here before? Probably 20%. Yeah. So, I mean, you got even a place you've been multiple times, you're, you're, and that's a consistency that I see. Mm -hmm. And when going back to a place, Hey, how many of you here last time? 20%, 15% yet it's sold out.
1: It's It's, a big world. Yeah. I mean, you think. Once again, I mean, if you sell ten thousand of your DVDs, I mean, there's ten thousand people within half mile of where we are right now that have never heard of it. So, and then those people will be mad because you didn't do the, the the stuff, you didn't do that bit, <laughs> you didn't do the the toothpaste yeah. bit. You totally <laughs> sold out, Tim. I, I ever since the Chick Fil A, you've been different. Used to say Jesus ten times a show. Now it's three no, four. <laughs> That's not you, Tim. It's not you, man. Hey man, seriously. (laughs) This is a ministry, man. If I had if I were where you were at right now, you know how many people would be coming to Jesus, (laughs) man? Are you kidding me? I'd be a wave of ministry going on in that thing. I was gonna say B. people getting knocked over man <laughs> you're wasting it man it's sad it's just sad tim wake up we get every once in a while mm-hmm. just
0: wacko guy well i yeah. tell you this i have been completely impressed in the last couple of years of the way you weave in who you who you are off stage and just the reality of of what that looks like and I think it endears people even more to you going yeah that is me I go yeah. through hard times too that's what I'm doing and just just when you take those few minutes to just get real honest and just I mean the clarity of your theology is stunning of just man God's not got no more wrath for you yeah. you know and and you just it's so refreshing from well, that standpoint. Yeah. Well,
1: I just thank you. And that's the, the, I think we're just transitioning, I think, in the church from, from old school kind of thinking to, and it's, I I hate to say old school because it's, you know, it's from the New Testament, which is real old, but it's still, (laughs) you know, it's just been muddied and stuff. And I think the proof is in the pudding. I think there's freedom. And I think if you go to certain churches and there's just no freedom, and I think they're just being, you know, They've just been beaten up with the law and beaten up with with religion and with you know
0: preserve the law at all costs versus preserve freedom at all costs. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's and it's sad too. I mean, you see it too. I mean, a lot of churches are built on a, a, a megalomaniac pastor. Everything's built around one guy, and for from his own doing or from uh, from somewhere else, it's just not fair and it's not biblical.
0: Well, it's the modern day Pharisees. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the people get stuck into that where we're literally worshiping a place versus worshiping Christ. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's gotta be a balance there to that, but you, you've done a great job of, of, of really, like you said, just being able to connect with everybody going, that's me. Yeah. Something I saw, um, Becky and Beth gave me tickets to see Seinfeld and. Something he did was just amazing to me, and I could so see you doing it at some point in the future, where he does his full show and his full set. And then he came out and said, hey, what, what, a, what is a bit that I didn't do tonight that you wish I would have? And yeah. he does like two, and people just scream them out and they do it. Yeah, And that's one of the reasons I love coming out on stage and, and doing that halftime bit and going, okay, this is one of my favorites that you did back mm. in the day. And I'll just blindside you with it, and you do it. And yeah. 20% of the people have heard it and go, yay. And the other 80% yeah. are going, this is the funniest thing he's ever yeah. done.
1: They may even have forgot they heard it in the past. Yeah. When I think about that, I mean, <laughs> you're right. And that's one of the benefits of being old. <laughs> you know, you can <laughs> you Do old that stuff. old bit you did <laughs> way back in
0: 1999. <laughs> way back.
1: Way back in the 20th
2: century. Well, you did a... Well, uh, Things you don't say to your wife last night. Uh And I think that was probably the first song or video that a lot of people saw of yours. That was one of the first ones that really took
1: off. Right. I don't know if I saw the video. I just I just heard the that that was long haired Timmy. We didn't do a special video. That was just they just I think they took it off the DVD okay yeah those long hair. that was straight Baby iron face. timmy yeah straight they had a straight iron did you I, I i'm sorry did you do the curling iron straight iron straight iron bit
0: yes but i gotta add the uh so i just hilarious. want you to want what i want to want you oh want. i want you
1: to want to well yeah, I i'm want doing to that want.
0: tonight with it because that that's ken was brilliant. talking
1: he's got a bit on a uh, thing that my wife does the exact same thing our wives have plugged in a straight iron and next a curling to, iron right, right next, next to each front. other. It's like, what do I want today? It's like, what? Take your. What are you going to do? I mean, just each cancels each other out. You want to curly or straight?
0: Oh. And
1: then they leave them plugged in. My wife doesn't turn them off. I'm like, you got to turn it off. You can't leave a straight iron on.
0: It'll it's like, burn all well, through well. the the marble. Well,
1: <laughs> me thinking, I don't know. It's like that's just. Oh, maybe that's true. We do have a marble thing, so maybe I am overreacting. But still, come on,
0: it's gonna burn it off. It's gonna turn brown. But then, then the piece you added to it is that every man's experience. If you're married, and and you said, "Oh, here's the bit," I said, "Because I'm missing something." You're just like uh, your Heather will say, "I just want you to want what I want you mm-hmm. to want." Yeah. What do you want? want? I
1: want you to want to want when I want when I when I want it. You could do that when I want it, where I want it. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be able to figure that out. So, I I mean, I just can't can't wait to do that. And that's how, that's what I love about.
1: uh, And then she whacks the back of your horse and you're (laughs) off into the sunset trying to find this, (laughs) find find whatever she wants. I'll see you in June. I think I found what you want, my dear. And then she's changed. Okay, Mm -hmm. I want to talk and because I've got you because I, and I brag about this about you because you're, you're probably the best communicator I've ever seen on stage the best because you said this and you gave me this great advice and i tell people all the time i say my buddy ken Kington says um my goal is not laughs the first five minutes my goal is to connect with an audience the Absolutely. first five minutes and once you connect with them it's all great it's all downhill oh what's uphill no up downhill. it's all downhill it's easy from there because your friends they trust you they like you they want to go where you're taking them you're the bus driver so, I mean, did, is that company, something you just came up with on your own? or
0: I, I think so, because I, I watched so many comics walk off stage and go, man, this is a terrible audience. They're horrible. And I'm like, no, they're not. They, they paid to laugh. It's mm-hmm. your job. Yeah. They're not bad. They showed up and they paid. You didn't show up. You just went out there and hit play and did your... Stuff autopilot, yeah. And I said the first thing, and and you know, it's it's funny because it must be synergistic because I watched you take that, and I watch you go in that first five to seven minutes, and it's all organic. It's just in the moment of yeah. uh, what is this room? It looks like the spaceship Enterprise. And what about this? Right. And and it doesn't have to be yeah. funny. It just has to be. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, this isn't written, and they're right. Going. I mean, he's really here. He's really doing yeah, this. Yeah, he's in the
1: same room. Yeah. And
0: something subconscious happens where their guard just drops. Yeah, and then you can do the second part, which you you said it right last night, and that is, they're not here for us. We're here for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to get laughs. I'm here to give joy. Yeah. And man, when you do that, and for, especially for young comics, man, that takes all the pressure mm-hmm. off. Man, I'm I'm here for you. Yeah. I,
1: I would say that is great. Um advice for any comedian or speaker um, as far as connection is just make a couple of observations about your environment. You know, if the if the lights look like cigarettes, you know, say they look like cigarettes. If, you know, the the, the drum machine or the drum kit has a bulletproof shield-looking thing around it, say something about that. If there's choir chairs set up all over the place, nobody's in them makes Say hey, I'm glad the choir showed up. We took all this time, <laughs> just dumb stuff, you know. Make or even because when you go to somebody's house, when I go to your house or your house, Caleb, or you, you don't walk in and just jump right into conversation. You're like, hey, did you get a new plant or is that new or what smells? That's you know or you know what I'm saying. It's just Absolutely. little little yeah. little. That's kind of the same same way you do it with with the way I look at it with these shows and what you taught me how to do that. It just you know, and then it feels like okay. It's almost like you're in your own in Tim's living room or Ken's living room. You're just right. We're hanging out. It's I here. want to hear some jokes here. I'm ready. I'll perform for everybody. We've all eaten. Okay, I'm gonna do what I did when I was five years old. You know, yeah. lip sync <laughs> the Chipmunks or whatever.
0: But you're right. I mean, even at a I was at a dinner this past week, and uh, I mean, 400 people crammed in. It was great. And I, I've just learned that for you, what catches you off guard, and this one caught me that they had these. Uh, almost silver-plated plastic forks, and I just went, "Wow, they didn't—they spared no expense tonight. They brought right. out the good plastic forks." And everybody realizes that's happening now. Right, that's there. One of my favorites yeah. that you do is in the big arenas of the big churches. You just—I have just always wondered what the inside of the Death Star looked like. This yeah. is awesome, yeah. and, and people are like. Oh my goodness, he's right here right now yeah. we we
1: had a gig. You might have been there. It was in Wisconsin for Matthews Bows. It was for a bow hunting convention, and the building was in one of those it looked like the inside of a of a zeppelin or a or a, a uh, of a blimp. It was one of those buildings, one of those temporary buildings yeah. so it looked like a balloon like great place you know I said, great place to have an arrow convention inside of a balloon. you know it's just something stupid like that. You know, we I've done stuff where you do these little Christian coffee house things where they're making smoothies in the back. So they're every five seconds <laughs> they're making a smoothie. I'm like, is that gonna go on all night? There's that power. That that's that's another thing is acknowledging stuff. Yeah. It's like the lady or the guy laughing like a monkey last night. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, that was crazy. And the guy's laughing, everybody hears it. Does Tim hear it? Right. Well, okay, yeah, I hear it. What is going on back there? And just And then it just turns into gold. I think that,
2: um, you know, that, I don't know, five to ten minutes before you say anything about it is just works itself up to when you actually acknowledge it. And it makes it amazing because, I mean, I was he was right behind the booth. So I heard him, but I knew everybody else heard him. And everybody's wondering, okay, is there like a screen in front of the stage? Is Tim here The fourth wall, they call it. Right. And then when you finally say, okay, what is that noise? Everybody loses it. (laughs) Because it's that same kind of thing that you're saying, Ken. Like, okay, he's actually here with us. He's not just hitting play and doing his DVD.
1: Because there are comedians, and I won't mention them right now, (laughs) is what they will walk on and it's like, shum, And they're just in their comedy stage and they're just doing the act. And they just get done and walk off. There's no interaction and that's fine for them. And they're great. The, the, the people I'm thinking about are fantastic, fantastic comedians, great jokes. But it's like, really, do you want you, 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 you so want the connection? That's like some of the comedians we take out on the road with us. So good. So good. But I'm just like, I'm just like, just make sure just you're going towards that connection, that you're really sharing yourself, being vulnerable, letting people know who you are. That's when it starts getting magical. And think about if you take, you take like a Taylor Tomlinson or John Crist who are just, I mean, in their twenties and just writing killer stuff and you put that element into it. Yeah. I mean, that's when it gets special. And, and so that's a Johnny W, you know, even Bob Smiley, you know, who's old. (laughs) He's he's, still looks 19. He's old, old creepy old man. Did you see that picture he posted yesterday? He posted
2: a picture of him from the 90s with his bleach blonde hair. And yeah. Somebody said, is this Eminem?
1: He had his real short hair. I didn't think about that. He did look like Eminem. You got to bring it back. <laughs> he, he ble- I think he was, that was like the um, Newsboys tour or something. Yeah, Yeah. where he wore the white suits. Oh my God. his hair. And
0: you know, when you think about it, we've never seen Bob and Eminem at the same place. No, I've not. It could be. That really is true, though. But I mean, you're so endeared to fans that they do. I mean, they can't see this, but fans paint pictures of you. Yes.
2: Is that oil pastel? (laughs) I see.
0: It looks like a color by numbers, but you guys haven't set that out as a product yet. We have a, it's
2: it's like a, a canvas. On a piece of wood that somebody painted, uh, or oil pastel—I don't even know—a mm-hmm. picture with a psalm with on a it, with a psalm and it? me, and is it the Loin's verse? No, this
1: is a good one. Taste and see <laughs> the Lord a is good. good. One. Psalm thirty-four, eight. <laughs> yeah, it's—I I, I mean, I can't. Uh, it's hard to really, you know, grasp all that. Just this, the the love and stuff you get. Mm-hmm. It's just my goodness.
0: But I love. I'm really, just very loved- grateful watching the the metamorphosis because you were always hysterical but to watch people adore what you've done and come up and then afterwards literally and and watch you just be surprised that oh my goodness they really they really do like this and mm. it was before tim hawkins was tim hawkins it was just tim okay mm-hmm. yeah i saw your and that was amazing and what do yeah. you have and um, I don't know what hairstyle you called the first DVD you had, but back with the tuna fish band and stuff where you look like one of the the 50s versions was of the that Beach the, Boys. Was that
1: the shaved sides? The shaved sides Probably. with a little crop on the top? Yes. Wearing silk shirts on stage?
0: That <laughs> you sweat through just the first sweating. 10 minutes?
1: Well, my second Bananas episode, we called that the armpits video. <laughs> I just, as you get it, my, my armpits. You know you sweat so much, it changes your green shirt to a darker shade of green, the whole thing. That's what it was. <laughs> that was the one thing the first time I did the bananas deal. I did it I did uh, I did a show called Bananas. We all did. You did too. You did the
0: first episode and I then was the guinea to pig tape it
1: because it was so hot.
0: Yes. And then the I girl, did the next week.
1: The girl was like, she was making this motion. The the producer, <laughs> she came up to the stage and I was performing at this comedy club on video, and she came and she was wiping her hand like in a big circle around her face. I'm like, what am I, H.R. Puffin stuff? You're saying my head's big? And she's telling me to wipe the sweat off my face. I'm just like, oh, whatever.
0: She did that because I literally did. I did the next week, the yeah. episode two okay. of that. And she came like do you remember the dance, The Worm, where you're just on the floor? And, and she literally slithered up between the tables and started doing yeah. the, the big yeah. high five in front of her face. But and no I one thought, else
1: saw her. I think she was a demon. I think she was uh, <laughs> sent from the devil.
0: I'm sitting there thinking, I know I've got more than five minutes. I'm only 10 in, you know, right. and she was doing the waving thing. And finally, I just stopped. I'm like, hey, you're going to have to edit this. I don't know what this means. And right. she goes, wipe your face. And I'm like, okay, we're already stopped. Wipe, what, yeah, what do you mean, yeah. wipe my face? But yeah. you live and learn. And that, that's so funny. You had the same exact That was before experience. LED
2: lighting, I think. <laughs> I feel like our shows, uh, I mean – our our shows aren't like that. Like, there's nobody in our show that is saying like, "Tim, do this, wipe your face. It's oh. not perfect." I mean, last weekend mm-hmm. we were in Texarkana, and Tim hooked up his guitar. We're all wireless now, and I was in the booth, as I am in every show. Mm-hmm. And um, Tim hooked up his guitar, and it sounded like the high end was really rolled off. And so I went in the talk back in the wedges. So he's the only one that could hear me. And I said, Hey, turn your tone knob up on your guitar. And he just yells back. I did. (laughs) And everybody's like, what? And he goes, Caleb, I don't know what to do. And so I sprint up to the stage and I jump up on stage and I grab another cable and plug it in. And then we did the song and it was great. And, um, that's, what's great about it being a comedy show is that, uh, If you treat it like it's a big ordeal and it's a disaster, Mm -hmm. people are going to feel awkward and it is. And if you don't, they're like, oh, okay, it's not a big deal. That's Caleb. He's going to fix the issue. And then they forgot about it. We did the
1: song and it was great. Yeah. Oh,
0: but they're even thinking, Oh my gosh, what's gonna be funny? This is this is gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They're just like, no, they want one, it, they they just want just it a... to
1: be funny. <laughs> yeah, they paid for it to be funny, so they're gonna they, they want you to succeed.
0: I wonder what the little Jesus guy's gonna yeah. do to his guitar. Well, well, you know, I mean well yeah, right. Jesus
1: <laughs> guy. Well, in those situations as a comic, you're thinking, Okay, what can I do next if this doesn't work out? Or do I really need to do this song because What's coming up next? Mm-hmm. So, like, can I drop this? Because we've done that before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did that big women's event thing, and the guitar didn't oh my work. My gosh, yeah. Mike! well,
2: oh, just play Chick Fil A. Ten- play the Chick Fil A track. There's ten thousand women there, and he walked on with his guitar, and this crazy buzz came from the amp. And, you know, it's a big introduction, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Hawkins. And I was standing <laughs> side stage, yeah. So, there's <laughs> ten seconds of that. My, oh my gosh. gosh! And so, I ran up and turned the amp off, and he was like, "Let's do Chick Fil A." So, I played it, and it was great, and nobody thought about it. Yeah,
1: again. and that's just you know, that's just from experience. I mean, that stuff happens before because you got. Thankful and material, and in the in, in, in the in the wings waiting, and and that's but you have to go through those experiences because then that's when some of the best jokes or at least comebacks come. So like if a microphone goes out, here's my microphone joke. The microphone goes out, you know, I'll just okay, I'll just start mouthing words like I'm talking, and people start laughing because they can't hear a thing, and they know, and I'm doing it in uproar. You know, I'm just mouthing these words <laughs> and acting you know, acting these things out, like I'm really saying something serious and then I'll tap the mic. Okay. It's back on again or whatever, or get another mic and one that's working. I'm like, that's how I found Jesus, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, (laughs) that kind of thing, but that, that happened from, you know, a real experience that.
0: But see, that's a part of comedy. I think that's so different because when those things happen, I would say 80%, maybe more. You're just like, I'm remembering that. I'm so used to yeah. that next time. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. Well, like the joke I do, I'll say, uh, you know, um, about, um, well, this was years years ago. I was in um, Kentucky, I believe. I was in, um, what's the big town? Lexington.
0: Lexington. That's I've been to this town. church,
1: and it was like a Valentine's appreciation, whatever, Valentine's banquet. And I said, I was here last year and won this guest even better than last year or something like that. Last year was horrible, or whatever. And I pointed at somebody in the front. I'm like, You you were there, you know? And, you know, and, and I really meant, I saw, but I didn't realize what I was saying that, yeah, you were there, but I, I just said that last year's was. crowd was horrible. And now they're like, So now I do it almost every show. <laughs> so we're in the same shirt. That
2: was five years we're ago. We're in the same shirt, you and loser. It, and it's funny every time. Every time. And it's, it's just, it's stuff like that, that. I've seen just after touring with Tim the past couple of years, even after we go back to repeat shows, you know, some of those people were their last show and they still laugh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny when when you identify things in the room that everybody else can see and kind of yeah. step out of that performer, mm-hmm. performer
1: mentality, I guess, for for a minute. Right. Well, you can either I mean, you can lay back and just and just say, OK, I'm going to put my mind on autopilot and just do these jokes I've been doing for five years and, and you've had those jokes. I've done it too. You're telling a joke. And you're thinking about, man, I forgot to pay that water bill. I need to do that to the show. <laughs> Maybe go online. Yeah. Hopefully they'll take a credit card while you're doing the stinking joke or uh. the better way to do it is be in the moment. Like you said, it's just like be there because that's when stuff happens and that's how you write more things. And that's how you find more connections with, Oh, okay. You've been doing this joke a hundred times, but then, oh, here's a new, okay, It happens somehow your brain comes up with another thought and you, you got to be there when that happens. So,
0: well, you, I, I remember people had asked you and, the, and they've asked most comments, you know, how do you just, how much of it is just off the top of your head? And it's like, well, am not, I'm going up there pretty much knowing what I'm going to do. Yeah. But if you're not in the moment, like you said, you miss those great thoughts that you have during them or what happens in the moment or whatever. And, uh, yeah. so yeah. And, and I've seen you do this too, where something will happen and you just totally improv with it. And it's, it's hilarious. And uh, I've heard, I've heard freight just go, yeah, we write those down and go, Hey, do you want to do something with that? Yeah. Cause it's, it's gold. Yeah. And you can, Hey, yeah. You remember that crowd was horrible. You were here. And you didn't mean to do that Mm-mm. or say it, but now all of a sudden they're laughing. You're yeah. like, okay, note to self, that's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, and sometimes
1: you can't. I mean, sometimes I've tried to recreate bits that I did in the, uh, you know, that worked one night, but they it's just, it just for that one night. So yeah. maybe that's just the special part of going to a live show. Like last night, the monkey person. Well, there's maybe the was only gonna people have the that off. are going to understand that event are going to be the people that were there. Right. And that doesn't A guy who laughs like a monkey.
2: It doesn't really happen. I've never heard a, a monkey laugh before. We've heard a lot of witch laughs and make yeah. a comment about a witch or a pterodactyl.
1: Somebody put a newspaper the under her or something.
2: You know? the snot oh bubble. yeah. Well, the we did bubble. that with
1: the snot bubble, oh, but I tell you what's when it takes to another level and this happens to you. If you ever get somebody like that, I've I've gone out in the audience. Oh yeah. Like eh, the people eh, and she the lady, like she just kept, you know? Eh, and I just went out in the audience and put the mic up to her mouth. And I told her about it to be quiet. And she, <laughs> it's just, it's just so funny. It, it's, it's, it's not even real. Uh, you know,
0: you can't buy that. What's that
1: with you? That one show, it was Houston. I might've been with Smiley and I called her the pigeon lady. And I don't know if you, you were with me there at I that time. I was, yeah. It was the pigeon lady. She laughed like a pigeon or a bird or something. What is a pigeon? So the I second half you? I found a broom and a, and a dustpan and went out like I was sweeping up bird poop from under her chair, just oh something stupid gosh. like that. It just that's when it's like you're hanging out. That's what I would do oh, with my friends. Yeah. And so, well, and that
2: people then know, okay, this is not something that he could have planned right beforehand. Yeah, like he's just he's really that funny that he's coming up with it off the top yeah. of his head. I have people ask me all the time after the shows, like if he's if you're funny or <laughs> if <laughs> like is he really that funny? And I'm like boring. Like nah, he's a pretty boring. Not really? guy. Like, yeah, he's- I mean, if he's funny on stage, yeah, he's funny. He's funny off stage too. Yeah.
0: But well, I- my wife has actually talked about Tim, and and back in the day when we were first doing the tours through the south, uh, we'd fly Tim in, and he would. We'd put both our boys in one room. He'd sleep in one of their rooms, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. Yeah. Could, and then we'd go. So, when, yeah, when so you put took me off. on my
1: you know, my feet are hanging off, dangling off the end of the bed.
0: <laughs> Seven year old man. It's called paying your dues. That's that what he did. Sure is. Hey, not bad. But um, the boys, when when Tim went huge, they're at school and they're like, "Oh yeah, we know Tim Hawkins." They're like, "Have you heard this?" He goes, "No, we've, we've heard him. He's been at my house before." And they're just like, "No, he hasn't." No, and no, no. And Heather's friends will ask about him all the time. Like, is he just is he just wild and crazy all the time? She said, "No, he's very normal, very yeah. laid back, very observant, but he's always got that edge." Yeah, and he'll find things funny. And just throw him out there, and he doesn't have to be funny. Mm-hmm. He just is, and it doesn't have to be funny, and we're dying laughing. So, it's- well, I,
1: I, um, I think here's, I, because I think we're, we're, uh, we've got a lot of stuff. Let's, because um, we have him all weekend, we can do a two parter. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because I want to talk more about the writing process and his, you know, just, just joke writing and his approach, and we can talk about that and whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, what do you think. Yeah. we've almost gone an hour. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I want to thank Ken Kington again for uh, joining us on our first podcast. I think we're going to do a part two. Uh, so that will be our next one on Potty Break. So thank you, Caleb. Thanks, Ken. You for, uh, Potty For the, <laughs> the uh, maiden voyage. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so uh, we'll see you later. We're done. Cut. Cut slate
2: so you want to do part two now or part two I later I think
0: uh, let's do it in a different city
1: yeah like, tomorrow, I, th- I think sure. so um yeah okay